Good morning, everyone. Hello, and welcome to uh, Norwood Free Methodist Church. I love my new stool. It's actually really comfortable. When you look at it, you don't think it would be, but it is. (laughs) Okay, so listen, I'm excited about today's message in some ways, because everybody, this is going to help everybody practically, and I love that, and I feel like that's one of the main things God has charged me with, is practical help for folks. So here's the thing. No matter where you are in your faith journey, man, I got something for you today. We're all really busy. Life is fast. There's a ton of information. So today what I want to do is I want to put things first. I want to break things down really quickly to something that's, again, super important. But let's take the bird's eye view, Kirk, and this can never be oversaid. A man named Yeshua truly was born years ago in Nazareth. Nazareth. And that's not debatable. That's genealogy. Again, uh, people just know that. But he started doing miracles. Now, here's something I came across yesterday in the book of John, which is where we're going to hang out today. Jesus says this, the miracles I do in my father's name speak for me. So sometimes up here I say, well, why did he do miracles, right, Eric? Why would he go to the, the, the American Legion, I'm making a metaphor, and change the water to wine to save these two's marriage? Why would he do that? Well, he says they spoke for him. These miracles I do speak for me. Walking on water and, and all these sort of things, as opposed to, let's say, flying or something, I don't know, but they spoke for him. Now, here's what I'm trying to say about this. If someone in here were to do a profound miracle, I would probably listen to what you have to say because you know something I don't. It's that simple. That draws the people in, obviously, okay? So, he, so what, he, what does he start saying? Being drawn in with supernatural backing? He starts talking about new, wild, amazing things about God, creation, you, me, marriage, family, the whole nine. But then he even says this. They're going to kill me. I'm going to willingly give my life up, but watch. I'll rise. And because I rise from the dead, then you believe and receive my teachings. Miracles were great, but you watch this. You'll be given the sign of Jonah. Three days underground. Right, Bruce? And if I rise, listen. Isn't that cool? He never said, believe me because of the water to wine. Never did that. He never, walking on water, nothing like that. Follow me. Lean your, and then he says, okay. So he rises from the dead. And they're all like, okay. Most of us are convinced. What do we do now? And he says, follow me. Lean your life piece by piece against me. You can trust me. I will not fall. I will not fail like everything else you lean your life against. Some of us in this place, including myself, I've leaned my life against money. I've leaned it against uh, other people. I've leaned it against relationships. And here I am with none of those things have ever lasted or fulfilled. Do you understand that? And if you're here today and you're, and you're fulfilled and you believe whatever you're leaning your life against is going to last, just play it out, man. Just play it out. And out of love for you, I'll tell you this. No, it won't. Nothing in life will last except Jesus says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So then what happens? He, he himself establishes the church. Lots of us love God and we have a hard time with his wife, the church. The church is called the bride of Christ. Lots of us love Jesus and we treat his bride really badly or ignore her and think she's not important. Come to my house and mistreat my wife. How long do you think you're going to stand there? You know me. Good. I, I like that you're laughing. That's how I think every man should be, I feel. We protect and we provide. Not in a machismo sort of way, but in a loving sort of way. Well, the church, unfortunately, this is what human beings do when human beings are human beings. They start corrupting the message of Jesus Christ. And you can email me, okay? NorwoodFMChurch at gmail.com. I'm not coming at any specific establishment. But God entrusts himself and his bride to humans. And humans get involved. It becomes corrupted. Some seek control. They seek glory for themselves. They seek rules and legalization and legislation. And they tell you who to hate. And they tell you who you're allowed to love. And they tell 
tell, tell you, give us some your money, obviously, so that we can have more power and more control. They tell us that we need to have beautiful and better looking things to celebrate ourselves instead of celebrating and helping the image of God around us. We put up altars of gold while poor people sat and worshiped the person on there. What? What? Anyway. So for 2019, in this state of things, I'm going to take it back to something really important. What did Jesus say when he rose? He said, follow me. Now, put your church aside, even this church. Put it down for a second and let's see what that looks like. Follow me. Become a disciple. Disciple means follower. It means imitator of what you see. So what does it mean when you leave here and you go into your life, your family, your job, your day-to-day? What does it mean to follow Jesus? Because again, I don't live, give out lists of rules. Do this, say this prayer, you'll be all right. We don't do that because you've got your own life and your own story. So how can we learn to do that today one by one led by God? So today we're going to talk about Holy Spirit living and being led by God one-to-one. I'm talking about you, not me, not Bible people, not your mom. You with that husband, with that wife, with that future you're wondering about, these practical things. So let's start off with Jesus himself. We're going to hang out with John. John walked with Christ Jesus. He was the one who's leaning against Jesus, uh, his chest in Da Vinci's Last Supper. Jesus says this. John hears it and records it later. My sheep, those I'm in charge to take care of because I'm a shepherd, they listen to my voice. I know them. And they follow me. Let's stay here. Listen, know, and follow. I'll try to breeze through this. Okay, time to break some stuff off you. The people who follow me, the ones I'm in charge of taking care of, the Lord is my shepherd, that whole deal, they're in, they listen. In the listening, they must know that they are known. They're listening, I know them, and following me ensues. Most of you get it. Some of you think, my sheep hear my voice well all the time. Then they're accepted, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice as well as that person or this person, and I know them because of that, and they follow me. But you're adding things to this. Seriously, break it off you. Because some of you go, I don't hear from God, so therefore I wonder. We're going to talk about that today. Or I don't hear from God all the time, or I can't always hear from God, so therefore I wonder about this. Well, let's look at that word there. I went through a bunch of different translations. I'm not nitpicking, but I want to get to, like, I don't care what translators say stuff. I'd Call me nerdy, but I want to look at the word. And I want to say, what did you have to say about it? Because I don't trust the guy who translated it to not want to control me. Sorry. The, uh, the Greek word here is ak, akuo. Akuo. It's where we get acoustic. Akuo. And it basically means try to hear. Some say hear. Some say try to hear. But here's what I get, Eric. And this is a different posture. My sheep are trying to hear me. They're listening. And in that, I then take charge. Does that make sense, Bruce? I know them. They're listening, and they follow me. I don't want you to sit there and go like this. Um, you know, they'll know they're mine if they hear me all the time. They'll know they're my sheep if they hear me all the time and hear, hear, hear me clearly in every situation. Then they're known, and they follow me. That's not what we're talking about. If you're listening, you're known. Do you understand that? Like, Eric, here's the thing. I don't want to pick on anybody specifically. But everybody's got the different challenges and things we're going to talk about in a minute. Everybody's got uncertainty in the future. That's life. That's what we're dealt. Some of us choose to go, Father, what would you have me to do? That person that chooses to listen, Jesus just said this, you're known. You're taking that time, you're known, and following me will ensue. Does that make sense? Let's move forward. 
We all have decisions to make big and small, and it's in our best interest to simply consult with God. That's what I'm saying in my first point. I'm simply saying in my first point, our best lives are lived that way. Now, I've used a, I've used a really hokey phrase before, which is this. Some of us think that I am on like broadband internet and you guys are on dial-up. AJ hears from God very clearly. I got this dial-up connection. I got bad reception at times. We do. Some of us think that. Some of us think Billy Graham could hear better from God. Problem. I don't agree with that at all because God is no respecter of man. I look at God more, and this is, again, Father, forgive me if this is hokey, but I look at God more of he's, he's, he's Wi-Fi. He's consistently projecting and putting it out. You can choose to sync up with what he's doing. Anybody can choose to sync up with what he's doing. That's how I look at that. So you might have walked in here thinking AJ can hear from God better. I might be better rehearsed at it because I'll tell you something. Another point of mine is this. It is almost like your physicality. Okay. If you want to learn about your spirit, everything you need to know about the spiritual is in nature. Do you know that? They are mirror twins of each other. I mean that. And so much like in the physical, I got to go to the gym and get these muscles more in tune with doing what I need them to do, whether it be holding a chainsaw. I don't even need to go to the gym. When I first started chainsawing this year, I st okay, they logged around me. I got a bunch of trees down. Instead of paying for wood this year, I dropped a bunch of trees and cut them. Tell me the first week or two, man, I was like, how do dudes hold saws in the air all day? I got a buddy named Justin. He's a logger. He's a tree man. We all know tree man. <laughs> tree man. Notice it goes from tree man to tree man. I wonder why. But anyway, like, but you give it a couple weeks and the muscles learn what to do, right? Your spirit is the same way. No, you're not going to start hearing directly and wonderfully from God. Probably. But you work that. That's all you do is you just keep at it. And your hearing will tune more and more and more in. I'm jumping way ahead. But I want to understand something. He says, follow me. He says, listen. And no, the next point is this. You will hear. Anyone can hear from God. There's no, there's no disabilities in spirits. I want to touch that for a second. I don't believe that there are any disabled spirits, even in the handicap. Do you know that? I've met, well, my cousin Shauna, real close. She works at the ARC here in Norwood. She has dealt with and, and, and loved and served some severely physically handicapped people. I have news for you. Those people, when they leave this dimension and are face-to-face -face with Christ Jesus, do you really think their spirits are physically handicapped? Not at all. Not Follow me, people. Do you understand this? This is important. What about the people who lose an arm, lose a leg in war? What about people suffering PTSD? What about things like this? You think we carry that in? That's our cross to bear here. Nobody's spirit is handicapped. You are all as able to hear God and obey him, right, as anyone else. But that, that is wonderful, by the way. We should celebrate that. If you've ever seen a handicapped child or something, celebrate that. Lord God, this is a temporary situation. That person is no lesser. They didn't lose the cosmic lottery. You get it? That child will leap and dance in heaven like the rest of us. Thank you. Good spot. Good job. So I believe this is part of a process of becoming something. Now, I want to show you something out of John 3, 3 to clear things up, and then we're going to roll into the practical, I promise. I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. Now, quit freaking out about that last couple words. A bunch of weirdos made it weird. We get it. It's true. Jesus is talking to a religious person. He says, you know how you start life physically? Yes. You got to do that spiritually too. Born again. Get it? Not so hard when Uncle AJ says it, huh? 
By coming to Holy Spirit, your spirit will receive life, just like how your physical receive life. That's it. You don't get to just go through life and think you're going to grow into spiritual life. It just doesn't happen. That's what he's saying. But notice the word he says. I love it. No one can see the kingdom of God. Lots of people, including people you love, they think that once they see God, feel God, he turns the lights off when they're, when they're in, in bed or something. God, if you just show yourself to me, then I'll believe. And Jesus just said that's backwards. I only reveal it to you when you choose to exercise your free will of faith and open yourself to me. That's when I'll show up. That's huge. Did you hear what I just said? Only when you open yourself using your free will, which is your superpower, it separates you from the animals, only then will God come through. Does that make sense? Yeah, cool. That explains a lot to you about the people around you and maybe even your current state right now. If you can't see or perceive the kingdom of God or things happening, it's a, it's a matter of choosing faith. Okay, so let's move on. I want to point another thing out. If you look at the Old Testament, forget that. It's useful, whatever, but you look, you're going to... The Old Testament, God spoke from without, didn't he, Lyle? He spoke in a burning bush. Yes, he did. He spoke from, he spoke from heaven at times. Um, uh, you know, even Elijah, he, he spoke the mountain, the fire, and the still small voice. But that was before Jesus did what he did and allowed Holy Spirit to live inside of us. So where does God usually speak to us? From within now. You understand? I always waited for the outside voice because I'm looking at Moses, but I'm like, wait a minute. That was before the veil ripped. It's before Holy Spirit came in. So why would God? Listen, I don't want him to send an angel into my house at night. I'd shoot the thing, man. <laughs> I would, and I wouldn't be wrong. God, if you need to get a hold of me, right inside, please. <laughs> and he's like, just listen. I'm like, okay. So you wonder why God's not sending lightning and hanging out in a mountain anymore because he's hanging out in you. So that's where it comes up. So now, all that was prelude to say this. Yes, listen. Our best lives are lived there. But now let me give you something practical. This is it right here. Time and again for me, it's a small voice, and Holy Spirit is very much categorized as, characterized as a dove. We don't listen for the boom, is my opinion. So I'm going to give you something practical I gave you two years ago. It's a little exercise. Play along. If you don't, I will call your name out and shame you. <laughs> close your eyes, nothing weird's going to happen. So everybody, close your eyes. At home, do the same thing, please. Now, I'm just going to ask you a question. Don't say anything, but just experience it. Ready? With eyes closed, what's your phone number? Open your eyes. Did you hear it? Did you see it? Somehow you experienced it, though, correct? Do you know somehow that sometimes that's exactly what God's voice is in my life? Do you know what? Close your eyes again. Let's do this one more time. Right now, where is your toothbrush? You could conjure it up. All right, open your eyes. Do you know sometimes that's as subtle as Holy Spirit is? If Steph is up here saying, I really feel like, because some of those promptings are just that subtle. When I'm up here sometimes, a thought will pop into my head. It'll be my voice, but it's a brand new thought, and I get excited about it. That's just Holy Spirit. Some of us are waiting for the neon light to come on. And you know what? I got news for you. You probably already do hear from God. You just don't know that it's him. And so I want to set you free today and set you on your own course because here's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to make disciples and followers, not lord it over you. Okay? So that's, that's as simple as it is. I got to give credit to Susie Kramer for that. She said that one time years and years ago. I never forgot that. Like, I think I saw my phone number. I don't think I heard it. But I'm like, wow. I mean, that's, that's as subtle as things can be. That's awesome. Sometimes God will say things like this. It'll say things like this. It'll say, uh, hey, give her a call. Or how's Pete doing? 
How's so-and-so doing? Maybe you should check on so-and-so. It's a thought that just pops up out of nowhere. Huh? Uh, why don't you go ahead and give that person something? Invite that person over, you know? Ask that person how they're doing. Don't wear spandex with that top. Another, <laughs> that's a joke. It's a joke. Maybe, I don't know. Um, you know, a good indicator for when God's speaking to you on the fly sometimes is sometimes you don't want to do what he's telling you to do. I was sitting on a treadmill one time. No, it was elliptical. I don't do the treadmill. It's too high impact. And, and I'm doing, and I'm reading the book called The Shack. I'll give you five bucks if you read The Shack. It's not doctrine. I love The Shack. But so do I. And the, the movie is fantastic too. I was surprised like Tim McGraw got in it in the lead. Whatever. It holds up. But the book itself, I promise you, he tapped into something awesome, which is relationship with God and the triune God. It's very cool. Set you free. You won't find religion in that book, which is awesome. Well, anyway, so all of a sudden God spoke a word to me. He said, give so-and-so that book. And I was like, no, I'm on chapter two, man. <laughs> so is that me? Is that the enemy? Or do you think that's God? It's God. It's doing something generous. I recognize that voice. You understand what I'm saying? Um, how about this? Sometimes God will speak something into me really quickly and say, don't say that. Well, you're about to say, don't say that. It's true. I mean, that's my life. Um, that's going to cause trouble. It's not about you right now. Just be quiet. This is true. Sometimes weird things. Uh, I was driving home from the recording studio I used to, op used to own. Took a left at the bridge, went by Al Smith's, and I heard a real small voice say, turn left. And I went, no, it's deer season. I'm not going back there. It's dusk. It's fool's mistake. I'm not going there to come around to Elm Street. Turn left. Turn left. And I turned left. And I was like, I am a lunatic. I am a lunatic. And I hear what I hear from God. <laughs> Driving. So I told you, nothing happened. I was cautious, of course. It was dark, 10 o'clock at night. I was like, this is stupid. I was almost home. I come around the corner. Huge cow in the road. Oh, my gosh. And then I was like, you. Oh, man. I pull over. I knock on the door. This woman comes. Beautiful golden retriever. Hi. I said, you got a cow in the road, man. It's a blind curve. Oh, no. My husband just left. How am I going to get this cow in? I have an idea of how you'll get the cow in. <laughs> God has sent me here to you. I didn't say a word. I just got the cow in and went home. Right? It's the truth. But it was that subtle, guys, you know? And it wasn't for me either. You notice that? I felt great. Don't get me wrong. But sure enough, now what happens if some teenagers are driving that night? And they schmock a cow. Then that family's ruined because they're going to lose everything, too. Even if the kids are okay. You know you see what I'm saying? I think God is tapping each and every one of us just looking for someone who's just going to listen. Not hear well. Listen, okay? Um, okay. Boom. Let me get into the practical things here. This requires time and space. Now, this is the part I want you to take home with you to, to, to give you some coaching. What I mean is this. As a general rule, creator dad seems very seldom rushed. In your decisions, it's a good practice to give time and space to listening. In other words, do I take that job? Do I buy that house? Do I date that person? Tell that person off? Whatever it is. If we want to follow him, just give some room and slow down. Just slow down. Because let me give you a hint. Your first reaction and decision is usually just you. Do you understand that? Oh, they're going to pay me how much? I forgot that it's going to be, let's say, nights and weekends away from my... But how... Right? Or I'm right about that. I got to let this person have it. I'm right. And you might be. But if we're going to follow, just give it time and space. That's it. The older I get, the more I realize God is very seldom in a hurry. And if I see a hurry, if I see haste around me, that helps me realize that maybe that's not specifically God, right? Doesn't mean things don't happen fast, but I'm telling you this, give it time and space. 
Time for it to unfold and space to hear. When in doubt, slow down. Now, I could quote 100 verses, especially from Proverbs, but you know what I'm saying is true. If you want to hear from Christ Jesus about his will for your life, slow down until you do, okay? He's, there are times when it's the 11th hour, I've not heard from God, and do you know I don't think he's bothered when AJ turns to him and says, you said you'd never leave me and forsake me. I need an answer here. Sure, but do you think he's offended by me holding him to his word? At least we're supposed to. You understand that? I'm not saying I thought you should or I feel it. I'm telling him you said, so I'm confident in saying that. And sure enough, you trust that it's God's. You see, am I going to be the one person on the planet, aside from Christ, who was forsaken by God? No, I'm not. It's a timing issue. That's it, okay? Number three, part of taking that time for me is very often, and people don't like this, but doggone it, you need this, counsel, setting up people in your life. Me, go talk to the other guy who has Holy Spirit. Go talk to him, lay it out and see, okay? Really? I'll tell you what, part of my process is, Kirk. I'll tell you an example in a second. But before I did what I thought was right or whatever, I called P, because I know he hears from God. He wasn't available. Do you know what I mean? I don't go do the thing yet. Part of my process is I wait until that dude is available to talk to that dude to make that decision. Do you understand? That's a part of it. I could quote you a million verses. Plans fail for lack of counsel. When kings go off the war, they seek counsel. I could give you a million. And yet, listen, we don't have round tables anymore, but you ought to have people in your life that will speak into your life. That's what I'm saying. And not just your grandma, not just your sister, someone who has the Holy Spirit inside of them. And don't you dare think that, lean on them, okay? And can I tell you what part of my job is here? To serve you guys. I'm not the leader or the boss. I'm supposed to be the greater servant of it. If you have something in a decision you want to make, I will happily pray with you about it. Do you understand? Don't venture off alone, man. Behold, I send them out as sheep among the wolves. One sheep, a pack of wolves. Don't go alone. Take your own pack with you. You get it? I'm here for you people, seriously. And anybody in this place will tell you, I am a locked vault when it comes to never telling anybody. Nobody even knows who I meet with, even my wife. I leave the house, she has no idea who I'm meeting with. Because if you have the courage to come here and seek counsel, nobody needs to know. It's nobody's business that you're seeking counsel. You understand? So you've got a locked vault, you've got a guy who will pray with you and give you wisdom. I volunteer, okay? Number four, this brings me to the other side of this bridge. I want to see how mean God will let me be on this one. God is never going to say something to you that contradicts something he's already said. You know how many cuckoo puffs I've had to deal with that have said, God wants me to leave my wife for that chick over there. No, he didn't. He didn't say that to you. What are you all uncomfortable for? You know, we never talk, do we? God wants me to break up my family because she's hotter. No, he didn't. He said to you, integrity, he said, you understand that? And we've all gone astray. I'm not condemning anybody. I get it. God wants me to shoot this person? No. God wants me to abuse my child or neglect it? No. Do you understand that? God wants me to dishonor somebody he's already told me to honor? No, he didn't. Be very careful when it comes to hearing from God because some of us end up to cook down, and we all know that, and I've been that, by the way, where my voice inside of me and my desires were so big and so loud, I never gave space and time, and I sure as hell never opened up to someone who would tell me I'm cuckoo. But I just feel that God will let me hurt you? You're not hearing from God, dude. 
Sorry, because God wouldn't do that to this other person. So you mean to tell me God told you to abuse one of his kids? Ooh, got you right there, didn't I? Checkmate, pal. You're not hearing from God. And in fact, if we were being real, you're at least very immature in the kingdom of God. At worst, not perceiving the kingdom of God. We got to go back to square one. So if someone says that to you, I want you to take them out of the counselor's position in your life. Do you understand the words I just said? If someone says cuckatoons and hurting other people and it's okay, take them out of the counselor's position in your life. They do not speak for God, okay? And that includes me. If I'm ever up here in my new tractor seat, looking fly in my flannels, and I tell you something kooky that goes against what God establishes in his word, get together and fire me. Please, for my own good too, because I've obviously been led astray. Are we good? Y'all look wildly uncomfortable. I'll tell you this. We've all done it. I get it. And it's part of the process. I know that. But you know some people who are stuck right there, don't we? And they're firmly believing they're hearing from God when all they're doing is hearing their own desires and destroying people in the midst. And then you wonder why people won't walk in this place because they're tired of church and Christians. Well, no, he was just a lunatic. He didn't speak for God. He was a selfish swear word. <laughs> Five, this is important every day because our society more and more does not line up with what God is speaking or has spoken. Now, I'm not the guy who sits there and rails against society, but I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And if I simply teach them, just go obey the laws, they're going to do a bunch of stuff that I find horrible. But society, I mean, there are things in life that are, that are celebrated, applauded, that God has firmly said no to, and all of us would go, that's horrible. Like, don't do that. But it's legal. Oh, hmm. does it make it right? You see what I mean? And listen, I'm not that guy that's saying, oh, it's worse than it's ever been. You weren't there in Rome at the time, okay? Or before that, the Greek culture. It's just in my life, I'm seeing our current society go from Andy Griffith to what we have now. Where now I'm having to teach my kid, come here. No, no, no. I don't even care. Schools don't raise you, pal. I raise you. They educate you and all that, but that's my job, bro. And I don't care if Billy Beer Kid is treating his kids like that. That's fine. Hey, we don't do that. That's not who you are. Okay? That's why hearing from God is so important. There's a lot of things in life that he will either say yes to that society says no to or vice versa. Okay, let me give you... Um, yeah, this is to safeguard our life, okay? Um, I want to give you a practical thing, I think. Where is this? No, wait, I'm not there yet. <sighs> a couple things really quickly. This requires at its very core desire to hear from God, humility, and a trust in his intentions. I'm rounding out. We're getting ready to close. Number one, I want to hear from you. I really do. Just settle in your heart today. Just be like, you know what? I do. I want to hear from God. That's it. But number two, that takes humility, and I firmly believe that's the only environment through which Holy Spirit can clearly speak to you, which is, you know best, I do not. I personally feel, another thing, if you meet an arrogant person, I doubt they're hearing from God. Do you understand that? Because how can I know what's best, my way or the highway? How can that mix with the voice of Almighty God who only gently speaks to you if you're listening? If you characterize me as arrogant, you might not want to characterize me as a follower of Jesus Christ or a sound follower of Jesus Christ. You understand that? 
Because a sound follower of Jesus Christ has met him, like, whoa, okay, man, <laughs> you know what's best. Who do you, there's no proud, haughty eyes in the kingdom of heaven, right? Lao, you get me. They're, they're, none of that posturing. So hearing from God just requires simply this. You know best, man. I don't. I've been around a mountain long enough to know that maybe I make bad decisions at time. I don't have all the information. Lord, with a humble heart, would you speak to me? You see, this, see what I'm saying? And the third part is this. And this is hard. Stick with me for five more minutes, guys. Trusting his intention and character. Here's the hard part. Is this. I've brought things to God before. And he's answered me. He's said no or closed the door. And what do I do? I turn to him and go, that's because you don't want me to have nice things, isn't it? Everybody else is married by now. Everybody else is living in a nice house. You said no because you're not good to me. It's the truth. To continue to hear from God is an exercise, and this is hard. Did I mention that? In trusting God even with the answer. That's so hard. Do you know that nine years ago or so, the way I ended up here was nine years ago or so, there was a church in Norfolk, and the pastor and I were really close friends, and there was strife. How many people know sometimes people want to value the way things always used to be, not what Holy Spirit's doing? I won't get angry. But nine years ago, they ran this pastor out of town. So there's a bunch of people with no place to go. So I'm telling you this because nine years ago-ish, that pastor said to me, put folding chairs in your, church, in, your, in your garage or something. Just start something. Help people out. And I said, all right, all right, all right. So I was going to do that, but I had already just had a business uh, fail, in fact. I owned a store, and it failed. But um, so I took a meeting with a guy named Ed Sachs. Some of you know Pastor Ed from, uh, from Potsdam. So while I'm waiting for him, because he runs on Jamaican time, and he's always late, <sighs> I say it to his face. I'm not talking smack. While I was waiting for him, do you know what I was filling my time up doing? Yelling at God. While I'm, the day I started a church... I started the day by yelling at God because I had applied to Fraser Motors. I wanted to get a job to make some money because I hadn't made any money in a long time. And I had applied. And I knew somebody in the office. And she's like, you want to apply here? Absolutely. Hold on. I'll go give him right to the boss. Boop, 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 boop. Boom. I put his resume right on your desk. You'll get a call. I didn't get a call. So I called her back four days later. I don't know, man. We got the opening. You're the guy for the job. Boom, boom. So there I am waiting for this meeting. And I'm like, you don't want me to have nice things, do you, God? Hold on, Ed. Listen, yeah. <laughs> hold on, I, I'm busy here. I want to go sell cars, God. I didn't want to go sell cars. It sounds horrible. God bless you if you're a car salesman, but I'm not. I didn't trust his attention. Do you understand that? Okay. Now let me give you two weeks ago, because maybe I've grown in nine, week, nine years. So a local business whom I will not name simply because, but oh, by God, if you want to know, I'll tell you. But I just won't do it on media, because I feel like that's harsh. So a local business did not treat in my opinion, the church very well. They owed us a refund. They didn't give us the refund. It took a year. The service was terrible. That's just my opinion. And so I was trying to make it right. Hear me out now. This is your life too. I was trying to make it right. So they had billed us. I was talking with the treasurer. And I looked at this. And I'm like, okay, well, hold on. I'm, we're responsible for the money. but I try to get a hold and they don't call me. Try to get a hold and they won't call me back. So three weeks I, call, I, I tried to get these guys to make it right. We were on the wrong side. Well, they don't know, but my best friend on the planet is the investigator for Better Business Bureau. Yeah, you make a claim with the Better Business Bureau, he's the guy. But he was like, listen, man, just file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau. You're obviously in the right. They won't answer you back. They owe you this money, They're, right? Well, did I have the moral high ground? Yes, I did. 
Don't act like I did. What? You're allowed to just get beat up? You got to go read, turn the other cheek and read it the right way. No, it's your all money and these people had done us wrong. Was I allowed to complain about that? Yes, I was. Was I legally right? Yep. Morally right? Yes. So I got the laptop. It was about eight o'clock. We were watching BattleBots. That's what we do nowadays. I want Izzy to see engineering and things like this. But anyway. So I'm sitting out with the laptop and I'm like, and I just felt so strongly. Don't you do that. Hold on. I have the more high ground. I have the legal high ground. <laughs> like, yeah, I've been through this. Open the laptop again. Nope. Are you sure? I went to do it, and all of a sudden, the peace that I normally carry in my heart was gone. Does anybody understand that? I felt a tension. So I went back in my brain. I'm right. They're wrong. I'm not doing anything insidious. Still a no. What do I do? What would you recommend I do? Don't do it, right? Wouldn't you say? Even though it was uncomfortable and made me angry and didn't... Sometimes. Now, what do you want to know? You want to hear that there was some miraculous thing on the other side? You're not always going to know that. I, the guy ended up calling me the next day, I'll tell you that. I very I was clear but kind, firm but fair, and he did refund the money. I'm still, I still don't feel good about it. I, 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 I wanted a drop of blood. I'm not going to lie. I did. I don't like these people. I don't. Sorry. But all I know is this. It's his business, man. Right? If Jesus is the Lord of your life, what does that mean? He has authority. Doesn't that mean that? Don't get weird about it. If you're the Lord or the King or the Sheriff or something like that, it means you have authority. And he told me not to do something. I don't do it. I'll tell you another time. I was in a field with my 22 looking at a goose's head. <laughs> and I wanted to cook a goose for Christmas. Gordon Ramsay, as you remember, put out a cool goose thing. I know this sounds... And I'm in the field. And I scope down on this goofy-looking goose. Now, the world has a million and a half goose. Their poop is everywhere. That's crazy. Nobody's going to miss this goose. Finger on that trigger. Lost all my peace. Just tension. And I went, I must be having a bad day. Or a taco. Nope. Nope. Are you sure? I'm laying in the field. The goose is right there. Just one God. I'm going to put him in my smoker. I don't know. So I'm proud to tell you this. I put the safety on. I walked back to the house. And I complained the whole way home. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying I do it perfectly. I'm saying God is speaking to every single one of us. Okay, so let me, uh, let me wrap this up. God, you are good. You can be trusted. And it's not that you don't want me to shoot the goose because you don't want me to have good things. It's not that you're not giving me Fraser Motors because you don't want me to have good things. It's because you have a plan, and this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where you could talk about following him. This is where book knowledge becomes life. And you write a story on your page me and God. Make sense? Okay, so real quick. I was going to show you that, but I won't. We can't hear from God. Create time and space. Slow things down if you've got a decision to make. Just slow things down. God's never going to punish you for patience. It's best to seek counsel. If you don't have those people, establish those people. And as we listen, it's obedience, yes, and we owe that. But we also have so many promises that he's leading us to our best lives, the best versions of us. If we simply will listen to God. So let's sing a song called Walk by Faith where we just declare, even when I don't see, I'm, I'm going to listen, I'm going to walk by faith. Will I believe you when you say Your hand will guide my every way Will I receive the words you say Every moment of every day 
citizens in the kingdom of God. We thank you that we all have the ability to hear you, Holy Father. We thank you that you're good and your love endures and you want good things for us. So help us, Father God, in this. Help us to absorb the teaching today, Father God, and to tune in and to understand with joy and uh, even some excitement that we can hear from you like never before. We thank you, Father. We love you. Please bless us this week, Lord God. Protect those we love. Again, guide us and lead us as we listen. 